Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is soul business, not big business. I don't know about you, but I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart Come on. 
Amen. We thank God for all of those. We we have um, Elder Mitchell, Elder Miniweather, Elder Devers, Elder Catherine Brown. We're just truly grateful. Minister Jordan, Pastor J.W. Friday, Pastor Pamela Laws, Elder Katie Copeland. Amen. We are we are just so grateful to God for all of the men and women of God. Lady Beth Schreiber, I dare not forget all the men and women of God that share on this platform that and and share the word of God with us so that we can be encouraged and we can be lifted up and we can be built up. We're excited about what the Lord has in store for us. I do um, want to share announcements with you, um, but I also want to encourage you that if you have announcements, if your church or your ministry, you are doing something and you want us to be a part of it, you want us to know about it, please email me at gssmbc so that um, at yahoo.com so that we can share the information so that others can come and be a part of what you are doing. Uh, we are so grateful to God um, for just blessing us to be able to share what's happening in the city and to share what's going on. But I want to tell you that Passing Art, it's a theater company. It's the only black, it's the oldest black theater company in Portland. Um, they are making a big leap with a song for Coretta. From their years-long space at the Interstate Firehouse Culture Center, they have moved to the Burnish, which is a theater um, it's a part of the Portland Five Theaters located downtown on Broadway, right next door to the Arlene Snitzer Hall. Um, this month, September 23rd through October the 9th, September 23rd through October the 9th, they will be presenting a song for Coretta. And so I know playtime is Fridays at 7 Saturday and Sundays at 3, and tickets are still available. All you have to do is go to P-A-S-S-I-N-A-R-T.com, PassingArt.com. Get your tickets. You don't want to miss out. Let me put a bug in your ear. We're also getting ready for Black Nativity. Oh, my goodness. And we will be performing in the theater this year. So you don't want to miss out. Get your tickets early for um, Black Nativity and stop by and visit with Mr. Jerry Foster and the crew as they perform a song for Coretta. And this is a play by um, that talks about the life and the legacy of our very own hero, Mrs. Coretta Scott King. And so we want you to um, pass that information around. The play is going to be over on the 9th of October. So you still have this coming weekend to go and see the play Friday night at 7, Saturday and Sunday at 3 o'clock p.m. So grateful to that. Also want to remind you that this month, somebody say October. October, yep. October is National Clergy Appreciation. 
I know that you pray for your pastor all the time, and I know that um, once a year you set your pastor down to show him some love and some appreciation. But nationally, this month has been set aside to honor the men and women that pray for us, that study and labor. They, 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 birth, they, they christen our babies. They bury our loved ones. They marry our family members. Uh, when, they, when we are sick, we can call on them and they'll come and see us. Uh, when our children are in trouble, we call on them and they come and go and see about them. So this month is National Clergy Appreciation. Send a card. Send a text. Uh, buy a nice little gift. Starbucks card always works. Something simple. Something just to say, hey, pastor. Hey, elder. Hey, minister. I love you. I appreciate you. Be encouraged. I know that the road may not be easy, but don't give up. Continue to press on. Continue to push and see what God has in store for you. So let's encourage those that preach over us daily, pray over us, and let's be an encouragement to them this month. National Clergy Appreciation. Amen. Those are my announcements. That's all I have for announcements. Again, if you would like to share what your ministry or your church is doing, please just email me at gssmbcyahoo.com and we will share those announcements so that people can come and be a part of what you are doing. Amen, amen, amen. We are getting ready to go before the Lord in prayer. Our very own Elder Kathy Miniweather is going to take us to the throne of grace. After prayer, we will hear a song of, uh, of preparation, a song of worship, and then we'll be back to share what the Lord has given us tonight to share with the body of Christ. Get your Bibles, amen. Get your pen and pencil because uh, the Lord has spoken. The Lord has given us a word. And tonight, um, I'm just going to continue my study. Um, all month, we've been studying in the book of Hebrews. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to continue. I'm going to go to a very familiar passage of scripture tonight, Hebrews chapter 12. So after the prayer, after the song, let's get ready to dive in to hear what the Spirit has to say to the body of Christ tonight. And I yield this call over to Elder Kathy Miniweather. Hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you tonight, Lord God. It is an honor and it is a privilege, oh God, to be in your presence with those that call upon your holy name one more time. Father, we thank you and we come before you with hearts grateful hearts, hearts that are thankful, Lord God, that Jesus Christ has shed his blood for us. Father, tonight we praise you and we exalt you and we lift you high. Lord God, we honor you for being our, our Lord, our Savior, Lord God, for being the great I am. We honor you tonight, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for the air we breathe, the songs we sing. But above all that, Lord God, we thank you for Jesus Christ, your only begotten son, who gave his life as a ransom for us, 
so that we could come into you tonight. And, Father, we thank you for your spirit, your spirit that gives us strength to do what we do, Lord God, and we do it with joy, oh God. Tonight we say, Lord God, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, Father, we thank you and we praise you. We take this opportunity, oh God, to lift up the body of Christ, oh God. We lift them up. We lift up the mothers. We lift up the pastors. We lift up the teachers. We lift up, Lord God, every day. We, we pray for those, oh God, that lead your people. Lord God, that teach your word. Because, Lord God, your sheep must be fed. We pray for them, Lord God, that you would pour into them the word of truth in power and in love. Lord God, we lift them up. We pray for the deacons. And we pray, Lord God, for the mothers who labor and pray, Lord God, for those, oh God, under them who, who are your, your, your sheep, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives. Father God, we praise you tonight for everything that you have done in our lives. We praise you, Lord God, for families. We praise you, Lord God, for answering prayers. Lord, you have called us to a higher place of praise. You've called us to a higher place of worship. You have called us to prayer. You've called us back to our knees, oh God. And Father, this is where we are today. We bow before you, Lord God, and we magnify you. You give us your strength, this strength that we have tonight is not ours, Lord God, but it is of you, and we give you the glory. Father, we pray for those, oh God, in every city, Lord, like you told them as you took them out in exile. Pray for the city in which you're dwelling. So, Lord God, we pray for the government. We start up at the up at the White House, and Lord God, we'll pray all the way down to my house. Lord God, we plead the blood of Jesus over the United States. The word of God tells us, oh God, that blessed is the nation whose God is Lord. Mm-hmm. Father God, as the enemy strives to take you out of, Lord God, out of the White House, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, that you will show yourself mighty, oh God, that you will show yourself mighty, Lord God, in the state and the and cities, oh God, in which we dwell. Lord God, we pray tonight that you would have your way in our lives and the lives of your people. Father, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand because, Lord God, when we humble ourselves, you move. When we humble ourselves, Lord God, things happen. When we humble ourselves, Lord God, we see the manifestation of your spirit. And, Lord God, we pray tonight that as the woman of God brings forth your word, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, use her with power. Lord God, open Open our minds, oh God. Free us from that that, that Egypt mindset, Lord God. We are not in bondage anymore. We must be free. Lord God, we pray for the spirit of our minds, oh God, that we will move in the freedom of your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for who you are in each of our lives. Father, we pray for all who make this possible, this opportunity to come before you. Bless now, Lord God, according to your plan, according to your will and your purpose. Father God, before we got here, you had a plan. Before we got here, you had a purpose. Father God, we pray that your plan and your purpose be fulfilled in each of our lives. Father God, as you continue to grow us up, mold us and make us, oh God, after your will. Father God, we pray that, Lord, if we poured out everything that we had, that you would fill us again, Lord God. Fill us. May there be a fresh anointing, oh God. May there be an awakening in the spirit realm, Lord God, that will manifest itself in the house of God, in the body of Christ, oh God. Because, Lord God, we want to be that person, that you, that people that you are calling for, that will worship you in spirit and in truth. Father God, we pray tonight for the healing virtue that still flows from the throne above. Lord God, we say, Lord God, by your stripes, Jesus Christ, we are healed and set free and delivered, Lord God. There is so much of a need 
plead for your healing touch, Lord. And, Lord God, so many are without health insurance. So many don't even Mm. have a doctor to go to. But, Lord God, we call Dr. Jesus tonight. Mm. We are, Lord, we bind the spirit of infirmity and we loose your healing virtue, Lord God, to touch your people, Lord God, tonight. And touch us in the spirit of our mind that we may be transformed, Lord God, by the renewing of our minds, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Father, have your way in our lives. We need you, Lord. If we ever needed you before, Lord God, we sure need you now. And your word proclaims to us, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek your face, oh God, we are seeking you as never before. We seek your face because we want to hear from heaven, Lord God. We want to hear from you as you are hearing from us, oh God. But Lord God, if we keep silence, oh God, who might be lost? So Lord God, use us. Forgive us, cleanse us, and make us, oh God, holy according to your plan. Father, bless tonight as you already have established the protocol, Lord God, for your spirit. Have your way, Lord God, in each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you for the blood of the Lamb who allows us access into a holy God's presence. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we give your name the honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God. And amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You deserve my worship. You deserve my praise. Thank you, Jesus. Adoration and glory. It belongs to you always. Yes, you do, Lord. You deserve my praise. Adoration and glory belongs to you always. When I think of the goodness of Jesus,
Gracious Father, we just thank you, Lord, for what our eyes have seen this day and our ears have heard this very moment. You deserve our worship and you deserve our praise. And Father, we lift you up and we magnify you and we exalt your holy name. And now as we come before your throne of grace to hear a word from you, we invite you now, Holy Spirit, to speak. We need a word from you, Lord God. Our very life depends upon what you say regarding our current situation. And Father, we realize that we cannot do life on our own. We need you, Father. Every step we take, every move we make, we need you, Lord. And so, Father, we pray that this word will speak to us, to cause us to rise up from where we are, to be empowered, to be encouraged, to be quickened in our spirit, to be about our Father's business, and to advance the kingdom of God with a fierce of urgency now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the hearers of your word. We ask that you would give dudamous power to those who have made up in their mind, I'm going to do what the scripture has instructed me to do. Give us strength, give us wisdom, give us courage. Now, God, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Just for a few moments, I want to call your attention to the 13th chapter of the 12th chapter of Hebrews. I'm sorry, the 12th chapter of Hebrews. I I want to just tell us a little bit about the book of Hebrews. Um, I know that we are, we've studied the book of Hebrews before. um, And I'm not telling you nothing that you have never heard before. I'm not telling you nothing new, but just a reminder um, that the book of Hebrews, we are not sure who the author is. Um, but, but one thing we can glean from reading um, these chapters, all um, 13 of these chapters, there's, there's one thing that we can glean from this passage of scripture written here in the book of Hebrews is that the audience, the group of people that this writer was writing to, they were tempted to go back to the old system. They were tempted to go back to the old covenant. They were tempted to go back to what was comfortable, what they knew. They weren't interested in in, in totally walking by faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. That that wasn't them. They 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 knew that 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 that, that Egypt they knew where to find the grapes. They knew where to find the olives. They knew where to find the figs. They they knew what was in the old system. And the new system brought new challenges. It brought new trials. It brought new tribulations. It brought new circumstances. But what they failed to remember is that the new system offered them Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. The new system offered them Jesus. And my Bible says that Jesus, his grace is sufficient. He is more than enough. And tonight, I just want to um, call your attention. I want to read these verses um, to us. They are verses that we are familiar with. Hebrews 12 and 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also 
are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do it so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despises the shame, and is set down at the right hand of throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against him, least ye be wearied and faint in your mind. Verse 4 says, and ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Verse 6 says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteth, and scorneth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chasing, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chaseth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof are all partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons? Verse 9 says, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For this very, for they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure. But he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastisement for the present seemeth to the joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yielded the peaceful fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. And just for a few moments, if I could raise to your attention is we've got to have the faith to endure. We've got to have the faith to endure. I have three points I want to raise for your attention tonight. The first point is we must run the race. Simple, point blank. We see here in this passage of scripture um, that the race it is, is a race of discipleship. Uh, no matter what hinders us, we must run the race. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, you know, we we talk about COVID. We talk about the high prices of gas. We, 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 we deal with divorce. We deal with trauma of our past. But can I encourage you tonight, my brothers and sisters, there is a race that must be run. And if you are still here on the face of the earth, you are in the race. You are in the running. You are a contender. And so the Bible gives us clear instructions to continue to run the race. Uh, the writer here tells us that we cannot get distracted by the burdens 
or the sins that are present in our lives. As believers, um, I, I, and you know this and I know this, that it, it's not it's not easy thing um, um, as, as we think it is. People, people think that because we're saved, because we gave our life to the Lord, because we, we made up this conscious choice to serve the Lord with gladness, that that life is full of roses, that, that, that everything is just around us is so beautiful. Uh, but let me tell you tonight, I know you know this already, but there is a target on us. The enemy, he is, he is out to steal, kill, and destroy. He does not want the gospel. He does not want the word of God to go forth. He does not want the kingdom of God to be manifested on the earth. My brothers and sisters, let me tell you something, that we are kingdom citizens. We pray the prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are living in the kingdom. This is the kingdom. The kingdom of God is right here. We are in the kingdom. We are kingdom citizens. And we've got to start living and acting and thinking like kingdom citizens. And so we cannot let the past, our burdens, our troubles, our problems, keep us from running the race. We cannot let them keep us from being in this marathon to make it to the end. Saints of God, we've got to have some perseverance. Perseverance is an inner quality that allows us to continue in some course of action in spite of the difficulty, in spite of the opposition. To persevere is to be steadfast in a particular purpose. I hear Paul says that we got to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the word of the Lord, in the work of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, we are here and we have a purpose in life. We are still here. And that means that somebody is waiting on us to open up our mouth and speak their deliverance, speak their healing. Somebody is waiting on us to touch them that they may be healed, that their infirmities would dry up, that, that their trauma would become a thing of the past, and they'll be like the woman at the well, running to go tell everybody, come see a man that told me all about myself. You know, that's us. That's the work that he has for us to do. That's the race that we're with. We've got to be busy being about our father's business that we can help draw men and women, boys and girls, to come to Jesus. So my first point here is don't stop running the race. We've got to be steadfast. We've got to have some perseverance. James tells us when trials and tribulations come upon us, don't count it strange. Know that the enemy wants to trip you up. Know that the testing of your faith brings about maturity in us. Oh, yes. Sometimes we go through trials and tribulations so that we can get pruned, so that we can, we can be matured, so that we can grow up in Christ. God needs us to, to be steadfast. He needs us to be unmovable. He doesn't want us to, to falter. But we've got to learn how to endure. 
We must continue, my brothers and sisters, to live as ambassadors for Christ. We must persevere. Well, Pastor Black, where, 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 where is it that I must continue? You know, I, sometimes I don't feel like going to work. But by the time I get from the house to the job, I've laid my burdens at the altar. Because I know that once I get inside the building, I'm going to come in contact with somebody that's going to that's going to say I needed a smile today. That they I needed a word of encouragement today. And if we're broke down, we can't do that. So where are we supposed to exercise this perseverance as we run this race as ambassadors for Christ on our jobs, in our homes, in our communities? Can I tell you that God demands our best in this life, no matter what hardships we go through, our history, and, and, and we, have, we have a great cloud of witnesses who have gone on before us, who have given us the example, who have shown us how to overcome great hardships. Oh, just think about who we have in the Bible. When you read in Hebrews 13, the, the hall of faith, the hall of faith begins to call out some names. Mary and, and then Ruth and Noah and Enoch and Abraham. We have all of them. But right before our eyes, we, we have men and women like Martin Luther King Jr., Mary McLeod Bethune, Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks. All of them are heroes that, that stand before us, and they are heroes of faith. They endured. They persevered. And they are our examples. We cannot give up. We are to live victorious in this life. And Jesus has given us everything that we need. My second point here is we must develop endurance. We must develop endurance. We must run the race, and then we must run it with perseverance. And we must develop endurance. My brothers and sisters, when life becomes unbearable and we get discouraged by the temporary circumstances, we ought not let uh, them um, cause us to be um, side, um, get off track, and, and get discouraged. We should have enough spiritual sense to do what verse 2 told us to do. Verse 2 told us to look unto Jesus. Yeah, we must have enough spiritual sense to, to take our eyes off of our own problems and look unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the source of our strength. If we think of all that Jesus endured, giving his life so that we might live, we have to be thankful to God for this characteristic and this integrity that was found in his son Jesus. And if we are Christians and we are Christ-like, baby, that means that there is that 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 characteristic and that characteristics and that integrity of endurance it lives inside of us. And if it doesn't, 
we got some work to do. And that's okay. That's okay because we are a work in progress. We are on the potter's wheel every day. And when we stop and pray, Lord, examine me. Lord, show me me. And when he shows us where we're weak and where we're torn down, and we say, build me up, Lord. Give me more courage. Give me more faith. Give me more patience. He's a kind and he's a just God. He said, if you need it, if you want it, just ask for it. And I'll give it liberally. The writer of Hebrews reminds us of what Jesus did for us. He told us that Jesus suffered, bled, and died on the cross for the remission of our sins. And because of that, we can live a victorious life. I love this this part about being chastened. You know, we we don't want nobody to, to tell us when we wrong. We don't want nobody to help us get back in order because we figure we grown, we pay our own bills, we we can do what we want to do. But don't you know every now and then we fall short of the glory of God because that's what the Bible says. And we need somebody to rebuke us. We need somebody to to put us back in place. And and, it, it happens because of the love of God. If your leaders don't ever correct you for coming to church late and coming to Bible study late, they don't love you. If your if your if your mama and daddy didn't stop you from hitting touching the hot stove when you was a baby, they didn't love you. So we 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 tell people to stop doing what they're doing and give them instruction and give them direction because we love them. God loves us tonight, saints. And so he's going to correct us. He's going to chasten us. He's going to discipline us. He's going to rebuke us. But he does it lovingly. He does it to correct us. It's a symbolization of his love. When we are going through unprovoked trials and tribulations, I want you to remember Romans 8 and 28. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God, who have been called according to his purpose. Truly, my brothers and sisters, we, 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 when we try to compare what we have gone through, we need to remember what Jesus endured. And then when we begin to complain and he begins to chasten us, don't start complaining the more. Take it for what it is. It's to set us back in order. It's to build us up, make us be stronger, make us be wiser, and to give us endurance. Yeah, every now and then trials come and they they knock us down. But, oh, thank God for Donnie McCurkin. He said, we fall down, but we get up. Hmm. Trials will come in our life. Pain will be a part of our journey. But the good news is that enduring the suffering brings us into new levels of God's consciousness. That's what it's all about, knowing more about him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When we understand that this test, this trial is not about us, but it's about to help somebody else come closer to the Lord. It's about helping somebody else get to know Jesus. 
And that's what we're here to do, saints, is to help somebody get to know Jesus. My third and final point of tonight is that we must accept the Lord's discipline. We must accept the Lord's discipline. In Psalms, David says that it was good that I was afflicted because it was in my afflictions I learned how to trust you. (laughs) Now, ain't that some maturity? That's some maturity talking right there. Who's going to rejoice in their afflictions? Only those who are running the race and, and have perseverance, and only those who have allowed God to discipline them and help them get back in order. He's given them endurance. Saints of God, the Bible is clear that when we suffer for righteousness' sake, huh? When we suffer for righteousness' sake, God is glorified. Yeah, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter, it says, uh, James, I'm sorry, James tells us to think it not strange. I just told us that. But he says, do what? Rejoice. Because as we are partakers of Christ's suffering, and the glory shall be revealed. Ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. It's all right to suffer for the gospel's sake. Think about Stephen when he was being stoned to death. He didn't say nothing. The book of Acts says he lifted up his eyes. That's what Hebrews 12 and 2 says. It tells us to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who will give us joy. Stephen did not fight back. He didn't cuss them out. He didn't talk about them. He didn't say, Where, where's the rest of them that was with me? He took it for the faith, for the kingdom. For the building up of God's kingdom. It's not pleasant to go through trials and tribulations. It's not even pleasant when God disciplines us. But remember his discipline, sign of his deep love for us. When God corrects us, he sees. His love being manifested in us. When God corrects us, we must go to him and ask him to lead us in the right direction. We must pray and ask him to to continue to work on us, continue to teach us. We serve a good God. And he will not put no more on us than we can bear. You know... I think of us as tea bags. I think of us as tea bags. Think about a tea bag for a moment. In order for the rich, robust flavor to come out, we've got to put that tea bag in some hot water. <laughs> Every now and then, saints of God, 
We need to get in some hot water. We need to be tested so that the flavor of the Lord comes out of us. Not the other sister, not the other brother, but the flavor of the Lord comes out. If we are going to be all that God has purposed for us to be here on this earth, we must keep our eyes on the prize, individually and collectively. We must keep our eyes on the prize. The prize is to make the kingdom of God a reality in our midst. We got to be committed to living as as Jesus disciples here on earth. We must be committed to godly discipline. We must be committed to working toward the goal and never giving up, keeping our eye on the prize. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, we have a work to do. And God is going to equip us and, and make us be all that he desires for us to be. If we can keep our eye on the prize, if we continue to run the race with perseverance, and we allow our trials, our tribulations, and the discipline and the correction and the nurturing and the instructions of the Lord to develop endurance in us. Be glad for the correction, saints. We got folks walking around here that that won't even talk to the Lord. And then there's folks around here that won't even listen to the Lord. So when he speaks, let us be the one that say, here I am, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, use me. Here's my hands. Here's my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, and speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Be encouraged tonight, my brothers and sisters. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, all of your soul, and know that God is able to bring us through whatever he brings us to. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We turn our back on him. We forget about him. He never forgets about us. So this week, as, you, as, as you're going to work, going to the doctor's office, going to the grocery store, going to the courthouse, wherever you're going today, keep in mind that, that you have a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering you on. They're saying, go, girl, you got this. Keep running, man, you got this. You can do it. Hang on in there. They're rooting us on. And then we have our big brother, our comforter, our mediator, our source of strength, our peace, our mind regulator, our burden bearer, our company keeper, Jesus. 
the great I am, the, the one that was, that is, and shall always be. We have Jesus. And if God be for us, you know the rest. If God be for us, that's a good place to throw up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for thinking the thoughts that you think towards us. Thank you, Jesus, for being mindful of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Be encouraged, my brothers and sisters. Continue to trust in the Lord. Continue to allow the disciplines of the Lord to give you the perseverance and the endurance that we need to advance the kingdom of God, to let this world know that Jesus is real, that he loves us, and that one day he's coming back to redeem his very own. Be encouraged, my brothers. Be encouraged, my sisters. May this word build us up and encourage us and help us continue to run this race with patience. I love you on tonight, and I'm so grateful to God that you chose to worship with us tonight on the light of Portland. May the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit spread, rule, and abide with us, hence, now, and forevermore. And what I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, and live holy every day. Know that I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Get that camera on him.
world see you lift them in the thou withdrawal. Thyself from me. Of my hell and strength. 